Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Money Show. My name is Kent Brown, co-founder here at Granger & Brown. This is the Daily Money Show for Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. Normally, episodes are on Tuesday and Friday, so this is a makeup from yesterday. But on this podcast, we talk about anything and everything to do with the world of money, but we educate you as well because finance, economics, and investments can be extremely confusing and people don't have time to figure those things out. That's where this show comes in. We talk, we take that confusing world, simplify it so that you feel more empowered because you become more knowledgeable. And with that knowledge, you can make better decisions with your money. Now you get the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, and TuneIn Radio. Just search for The Daily Money Show. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Most articles I talk about will be posted to our social media pages. If you'd like to review those articles, just search for The Daily Money Show on any of those pages. And while you're there, like and follow us. All right, on today's episode, bank CEOs give negative-leaning outlook for the economy and the surge of the virus is devastating small business. We'll talk about that. As far as the markets are concerned, uh, the S&P 500 positive again today, finishing at 32.26. It was up 0.91%. It's down roughly 5% from its recent all-time high. And the Dow finished positive 0.85% to 26870. It's down roughly 9% from its recent all-time high. And the Nasdaq finished positive 0.59% to 10,550, down roughly 1% from its recent all-time high. All right, so the bank CEOs came out and reported earnings yesterday, and they gave some comments. I'm going to read a couple of comments that were reported on uh, Twitter via Jonathan Farrow. He's with Bloomberg. But uh, let me read these comments Again, this is from the Chase Bank CEO and Wells Fargo CEO about the economy. And these are like the largest banks in America. So we'll start first with uh, Jay, excuse me, Jamie Dimon, Chase CEO, J.P. Morgan Chase. Here's what he said uh, from Jonathan Farrow via Twitter. This is not a normal recession. The recessionary part of this you're going to see down the road you will see the effect of this recession. You're just not going to see it right away because of all the stimulus. All right, this is the Wells Fargo CEO, Charlie Scharf. I guess you'd pronounce his name like that. Again, Jonathan Farrow via Bloomberg on Twitter. Our view of the length and severity of the economic downturn has deteriorated considerably from the assumptions used last quarter. Okay, so let's talk about the Wells Fargo, what he just said. Basically, he's saying their view of, the, of how long and also the depth of this economic downturn has, in their words, deteriorated considerably. So on the scale of negative phrases you could use to describe the outlook for the economy, how would you rate the term deteriorated considerably? That doesn't sound optimistic regarding the recovery. Now, we've been talking about reduced consumption. Uh, well, I say reduced consumption, potential reduced consumption, maybe in a massive way from Americans maybe not spending as much money as they used to, those that lost their jobs, maybe saving more, or those that are afraid of losing their job, the fear of the uncertainty of the economy. 
But this potentially huge drop in consumption, which is important because it's roughly 70% of our economy. So as far as how are things going with small business, let's get an update. This is from the Baltimore Sun uh, or BaltimoreSun.com. It's from July 14th, so yesterday, and uh, titled Coronavirus Surge is Killing America's Small Business. Now, this is from the article. Small business account, or excuse me, small businesses account for 44% of all U.S. economic activity, according to the SBA, Small Business Administration, and closures on such an immense scale could devastate the country's economic growth. So closures on such an immense scale could devastate the country's economic growth. Now, based on data from Yelp, they believe that roughly 66,000 businesses have closed since March 1st, but that might be leaning towards the conservative side of estimates. This is a little more from the article. Researchers at Harvard believe the rates of business closures are likely to be even higher. They estimated that nearly 110,000 small businesses across the country had decided to shut down permanently between early March and early May, based on data collected in weekly surveys by Alienable, a social media network for small business owners. Now, that's, I mean, 110,000 small businesses. Maybe it becomes a little more real as you hear stories of actual people. In the article, one of the stories it talks about is Nick uh, Muscari, a 38-year-old restaurant owner in Texas. So let me read a little bit from the article. Uh, Muscari tried to ride out the spring lockdown that temporarily shuttered his restaurant with the help of the PPP money, so Paycheck Protection Program. But when the state's second closure order took effect June 26th, he decided to close for good. Muscari, with the business closed and its 30 employees jobless, has nothing left but his house and his car. He also expects his landlord to try to sue him for the eight years worth of rent he is contracted to pay on his defunct restaurant space. So that's just one restaurant or one business with 30 employees. Now, the article mentions that Muscari, his last name, uh, Nick, the article mentions that he borrowed money to buy out his former business partners and he still owes the bank $80,000 plus the fact that he's still contracted for that eight years worth of rent from his previous landlord of that restaurant space, right? So you take that situation of a business owner employing 30 people in a really difficult situation And then you multiply that all over the country. So let's go back to Jamie Dimon's comments about the stimulus and not seeing the effects of the recession until later. So it's like the economy, it's it's like it ran straight into a wall back in March when the government shutdowns went into effect. And then the government pumped the economy full of adrenaline via the stimulus money. Well, that adrenaline is wearing off. The question is, when I say it's wearing off, that government stimulus is wearing off. Now, they're talking about another bill uh, right now, but here's a comment from Larry Kudlow. He's, the, he's one of the president's uh, 
I don't know if he's the chief economic advisor or one of his, uh, an economic advisor to the president. And uh, here's what he said regarding future stimulus. This is via Reuters from July 10th. Uh, article titled, Trump advisor says next coronavirus relief bill to be more focused. So here's a little bit from the article. I think it's going to be a tighter bill. We can't keep posting three, four trillion every three months or, or every two months, he said. So there you go. There's Larry Kudlow saying, hey, we can't keep posting or we can't keep pumping out these three to four trillion dollars every three or two months. As far as stimulus bills, I think the one they're talking about right now is a trillion dollars. Well, the last one was what it might have been over two trillion dollars. And then there might have been a few before that that equaled so far maybe around three trillion dollars that is that have been spent in stimulus government wise. So as far as more adrenaline for the economy, at what point is the economy going to have to survive on its own and companies and small businesses who don't have any more PPP money and their revenues are down, you can kind of, you can see the uncertainty right now and add the fact that the virus is still a huge problem. And so there's a lot of uncertainty going forward. Um, as far as a possible path going forward, you know, we get less adrenaline pumped in the economy you know, consumption goes down, business revenue goes down. We can see, we continue to see layoff, uh, layoff announcements from companies and the economy takes longer to recover than what people might be expecting. So we'll see how this all plays out. We'll give you, we'll continue to update and uh, talk about the economy uh, we will see you or not see you. We'll talk to you again on Friday. Uh, that's all we've got for today. Remember, as always, bad debt equals lots of regret. Bye now. All information and materials discussed on this podcast are for educational purposes only. Opinions expressed on this podcast are based on information considered reliable, but Granger and Brown cannot guarantee the accuracy of the information, nor should it be relied upon. The host is an active trader who may be invested in securities or investments discussed on this program in which he may take long or short positions. Also, the host's trading may be short-term in nature, and positions disclosed should not be taken as investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments. The information discussed on this podcast should not be used as a recommendation to buy or sell any securities or investments or taken as investment advice. There could be real risk of loss by following any opinions or investment strategy discussed on this podcast as prices regarding securities or investments may rise or fall dramatically depending on the market environment. Current or past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments or securities discussed on this podcast may not be suitable for any individual's situation. Individuals should seek advice from a licensed investment professional or professionals regarding their own personal investment situation, time horizon, or needs. Returns and information in this podcast are estimates only and might not be exact. There are risks when investing in real estate, including liquidity risk, in which the sale of your real estate purchase could take a prolonged amount of time. Also, if you choose to sell your real estate purchase, you might have to sell it for less than what you originally paid. There are also risks and possible tax consequences associated with investing in real estate inside an IRA. Granger & Brown Investments is not a registered investment advisor or broker-dealer. Granger & Brown Investments is not an accounting firm and does not give tax advice regarding any security or any real estate transaction. 
you may want to consult with an accountant, attorney, real estate agent, or financial advisor before proceeding with any transaction regarding securities or real estate.